the early days of content marketing, most people thought it meant brands just writing their own articles. And back then, they would have been right. But as it has evolved over the years, what constitutes content marketing has changed drastically. It's short-form explainer videos, and it's extravagant infographics. It's printed magazines and nationally recognized podcasts. Today's content marketing is dynamic and new. Even small companies are rivaling what some of the biggest media companies are putting out there. And those brands who haven't quite made it past written articles risk falling behind quickly. We'll talk about all of that and more on this episode of Wrong Story Short. Hello and welcome to Wrong Story Short, Braithwaite's podcast that talks about some of the mistakes that companies make in their marketing, uh, and then we discuss uh, some of the strategies that they can use to correct those mistakes. On the podcast today, I have with me my colleague Ben Cooper. Ben is one of our uh, content strategists here at Braithwaite. He's a writer extraordinaire, um, writes everything from finance to healthcare to energy and everything in between. Ben, good to have you. Thanks for having me. On today's podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about content marketing and the ways that companies can kind of forget um, all the all the methods that you can use to to really bring content marketing to life. I know um, a lot of companies think of content marketing only as as articles, only as written pieces of content, but but it's really a bit more beyond that. So before we get into that, Ben, can you just talk a little bit about your experience with content marketing, kind of how you became um, how you became essentially a writer here at Braithwaite? Yeah, sure. So like you said, I think my expertise and training is in writing specifically. It's where I started my career uh, as a journalist. But, you know, kind of as I've evolved here at Braithwaite, um, I've become more kind of a a jack of all trades, you know, coming up with the idea, mapping it out, um, thinking of distribution strategies, messaging, intended audience, kind of going through the life of the project and trying to make it as good as we can. So uh, I think we mentioned this at the beginning, um, a lot of people and even us, I'm sure at the very beginning when content marketing was just getting started, thought of it almost always as articles that companies would write um, from their own point of view. So uh, when it came to PR, a lot of people would pitch out you know, ideas that journalists can write about. Um, and then kind of eventually over, over time, it turned to this content marketing phase that, that our CEO Hugh likes to refer to it as, um, where companies began to write more of their own pieces um, with their own spins and their own um, unique points of view on them. As things have kind of changed over the past few years, why why is the idea of only articles a bit outdated? Yeah, I think there are a number of factors at play. You know, part of the answer to that is kind of just our naturally shortened attention spans. You know, in the social media driven age, we want images, quick hitting content, etc. Another big factor is kind of with new technology, our capabilities have grown. It's a lot easier and less expensive to produce different forms of content, video, infographics, um, take pictures that are high quality and kind of blast them out in a number of different ways. That's really evolved uh, in the past couple of years. Also, you know, with so many new distribution platforms, social media, blogs, you know, people have awesome websites right now with different animation capabilities. There's just a lot more you can do, and brands are, are definitely taking uh, advantage of all of those things. It can sometimes, I think, to, to a number of clients and sometimes even to us, it can seem overwhelming, all the things you could possibly do um, with content. So how do you 
take either an idea that you have for a piece of content, whether it's a new avenue that a company wants to go down, say they're releasing a new product and they want to have an article with it, or they have a new capability and they want to kind of talk about it in a way that hits uh, their customers in, in, uh, in a different way. How do you decide which format is better for each content piece? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I think the number one thing there is you have to think about who your target audience is and how they choose to consume their information. So if it's an older demographic, you know, thinking more traditional media, if they're younger, thinking social, uh, digital assets. Um, and then, you know, you got to think about what distribution channels you have open to you. If you have a, a strong Facebook following, you know, maybe you'll want to cater your content to something that's friendly to that platform. Or if you have a really great relationship with a reporter, maybe you want to try to set up a sort of recurring blog series that reaches who you want to reach in the way they want to be reached. We actually just did this, uh, Ben and I, for a client of ours who's in the law space. Uh, they have this really, really massive um, email distribution list. And uh, traditionally, you know, we've done some blog posts, we've done some interesting articles. But over the past few months or so, we've started to get into infographics a bit more. Um, and this is an audience that, you know, is pretty highly educated. Their they're attorneys are in, in-house counsel. Um, who, you know, have pretty short attention spans. And when you write, you know, a 500-word article for them, um, it can be sometimes more difficult for them to consume that than it is uh, a short infographic that delivers a lot of information in a, in a short but interesting piece of, uh, piece of content. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a ton of value in, in breaking the mold, so to speak. If, if your audience is used to consuming information in one way, there's always value in kind of switching that up and approaching them in, in new ways that can, that can really grab their attention. Yeah, especially for B2B audiences. I know a lot of times we, um, we have to have conversations with clients about, you know, just because your, your audience may be a little more sophisticated, a little more educated, doesn't mean that they don't like videos, doesn't mean that they don't like um, new forms of content. You know, everybody wants to be entertained and wants to learn things in the easiest and the best way possible for them. So just because um, they're a B2B company doesn't mean that it's only articles, right? Absolutely. You know, and one thing I'm seeing in, in the B2B space specifically is is kind of a, a need or a desire for more longer form content. I think there's always going to be value in the shorter, quick hitter, you know, five tips to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always going to stick around and is a great format. But also we're seeing like a growing appetite for longer form in-depth articles we call them ebooks or white papers that really get into the nitty-gritty and allow you know dis- decision makers at these b2b companies to dig in and actually use this as sort of a manual or a guide to take their business and improve it on on any number of ways and ultimately with the, the takeaway being you know a little plug for our clients <laughs> you always got to be pushing and selling to some degree that that that's a not a lost art form on our end. Yeah, but it shows your expertise. These white papers and ebooks really show, um, you know, a client of all, you know, a client's client for of us. Um, like, wow, this company really knows what they're talking about. They've done the research. They've done everything they possibly can to show that, you know, they they know this industry or their industry inside and out. Absolutely. You know, it, I think generally people want a step further beyond just an opinion piece. They want the facts and information and expertise. They want that historical context to, to back up the point. People are more skeptical than ever in terms of what they're reading and consuming. And to have that validation in there is is key. 
What are some of the tools that we use here um, to make exciting content formats fit within stricter and tighter budgets? One thing that's that's really overlooked here when uh, you know some clients come to us saying we don't have the budget for that or you know the ROI just isn't high enough is people overlook how much mileage you can get out of a piece of content. So one long form ebook or white paper can be broken down in so many different things. Bite-sized images for social, blog posts, you know, email marketing campaigns. If you invest upfront in a longer document, it can last you for so long and really extend the ROI. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even what we're doing right now, having a podcast, uh, we, we're doing this for more and more clients. We're helping them record. We're uh, helping them edit the podcast. And it could be a really great way not only to, to have a piece of content that you can post on your website, but if you're interviewing someone, uh, a potential client of yours, um, it can be a great sales tool that you can use to say, hey, um, I would love to invite you on our company podcast where we're going to talk about some of the challenges that you face. And it acts kind of as a, a two-way piece where it's content marketing and a, and a sales tool. Absolutely. And you can even take it a step further by strategically selecting topics that are somewhat evergreen mm -hmm. and will last for years to come. And another thing that we've been doing a lot more of is um, is video. Uh, and uh, a lot of times back, you know, just a few years ago, we'd have to outsource that. Um, a lot of companies would have to find these big video firms, or these big digital editing firms who could do all this work. Uh, but more and more so, especially even Braithwaite, we're, we're beginning to pull that uh, pull that work in-house and it's, you know, clients are loving it. And it's just a kind of a new way to to turn, like you said, a piece of long-form content into a short, bite-sized, um, more entertaining piece of uh, piece of content. Absolutely. And, and going back to what we were talking about earlier, those videos can be produced really fast and really inexpensively. I think people don't realize that, you know, they put video up on this pedestal as being this high production, um, really expensive asset, but these new tools that we're working with are amazing and can we can turn them around really quick. So uh, one of the last questions here, um, obviously content has uh, transformed from articles um, to what we're seeing now with some videos and infographics and, and some audio tools like we're using here. What do you see as the, the next phase or the next evolution um, of content marketing? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it's hard to say, but what I do know for sure is that Smart strategic content marketing will continue to mirror the new trends in the ways people choose to receive their information. You have to mirror the way your audience wants to be interacted with and meet them on their terms. So as that continues to evolve, we'll be watching it. You know, CMOs at Fortune 500 companies will be watching it and reacting to these new trends. Believe it or not, I actually got in the mail this week. Um, some people might be aware of it, but Red Bull actually puts out this really interesting magazine. It's all about like extreme sports and which I'm not into. Um, but it's Red Bull, the energy drink, putting together this printed magazine um, that's beautifully photographed, that's re really, really well written. Um, it's kind of harkening back to the old times where people used to put out, um, you know, ca uh, circulars or whatever it is, but putting it in a completely new format and printed. Um, you wouldn't think that would be uh, the thing, something people are looking for now, but think about when you get something in the mail, you're always more likely to open it than you are just some random email that you get at 2 p.m. on a Friday. Yeah, it's amazing what can, you know, come back from the past and still work and be relevant today. All right. Well, Ben, thanks for joining me uh, on today's podcast. I think we talked a lot about some of the interesting ways uh, that we produce content for clients and um, some of the new, new formats that we use and some of the new methods that our clients are using 
to get in front of their their own clients. So thanks for joining me, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Thanks so much. Hoping to beat the projection, and so.